0: Honorable JP Brown. Welcome to another episode of Fathers and Family Court. I am your host JP Brown. And on today's episode, you probably guessed it, we have another special guest who's getting ready to tell us another great story. Uh, And these stories mean everything to me. Why? These stories mean everything to me because this is bigger than my story to me. This is not only helping me, but I believe that any person who is clicking this link. And looking to learn about Father's rights is going to learn something. From each and every one of these stories comes a different lesson that I've learned. And I can't wait until I post these so they can hear them and learn from each other's stories. If nothing else, I know that they'll probably go listen to each other's stories. And if, that's, if that alone is all there, this, this comes from this, that's, it, that's, all, <laughs> that's all we need. One glimmer of hope. That's all we need. As with our last guest, I have never spoken to this next guest ever. We've never had any conversations. His name is Spencer. Seems like a great guy. We've never had any conversations, so there's no bias. This is strictly super random. I just saw that he was hurting. We linked up, and he's getting ready to tell his story. So what can come from this? I'm getting ready to learn something. It's 8 o'clock my time, and I know for a fact by 8.30, by 9 o'clock, I'll have learned something new. i have learned something totally new, as will you, and I appreciate you listening. Now, Spencer, I believe he's calling from Colorado, um, so I don't want to waste too much time here on the intro. I just want to get you right to it. I do hope you enjoy this listen, and enjoy. So today, we're talking to Spencer. Spencer's calling from Colorado, as I was saying, and how are you doing today, Spencer?
1: Pretty
0: good, JP. How are you? Oh, God's been good to me. I will not complain. Um, I do, before we get started, want to appreciate you, tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time and the energy to tell your story. I do believe it's extremely brave of you, and anyone listening, they appreciate it as well. Um, so, you said you had. Um, well, how old are you, Spence? I'll be to-
1: turning 28
0: on Tuesday. Oh, man. I'm glad I got a chance to talk to you now. Happy birthday, man proud Thanks, of man. oh anytime I'm 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 31 man so we're we're right around the same age um age group but um so you have two kids one four, uh, one three, uh you said they have the same mother so how how so how how that how that let's start from the top there so what happened what what uh I guess we could just start from wherever you're comfortable starting from sir Yeah so you know um we kind of
1: met in in middle school uh kind of you know didn't really know anything about each other, um, and then you know, kind of went on our ways. Went to went to high school together, but didn't really talk to each other. Um, you know, but we'd gone to some of the same parties and some of the same hangouts and had some of the same friends. Right. Uh, and then pretty much, you know, after after high school, we lost touch for a little bit. Uh, reconnected on on Facebook a few years later. Right. Um, and then we. We ended up hanging out again, um, you know, super, super hit it off. Ended up working uh, with each other. We were doing photography, uh, some school photography. Oh, man. And we'd travel all over Colorado, um, just doing different schools and whatnot. So, I mean, it was a blast. We both had a pretty good pa- passion for photography. Um, you know, and then shortly after that, uh, we were together for, for about a year or two, and then. Uh, you know, found out that we were we were pregnant with the first one. Right. Um and it was it was scary, man. I mean <laughs> you know, twenty twenty three with uh with a kid on the way, I mean that's that's a little scary. No, and, and uh, I don't
0: wanna and I don't wanna interrupt you but you said something man that just stood out to me like man, you said we were pregnant that is so beautiful to me because, man, it just goes to show like how fathers also, when a woman is pregnant, we're in it too. We want, we we just can't do any more work than what we what God gave us to do. But yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry.
1: No, you're good, man. Um, so yeah, there was uh, there was that, um, you know, and and things were things were super cool. Uh, and then you know, shortly shortly thereafter, we we found out that we were. We were pregnant with the second one. Um, you know, between that, between the time though, um, is when things started to get a little shaky. Uh, we were we were living in uh, in a house out in out in a small little town in Colorado. Right. Uh, the town that that I had worked in. Um, I had worked at a, a distillery at the time it was like a, a brewer and distiller. So oh
0: man, that you. a, you've done some cool things, Spencer man. <laughs> you've done some cool things, man. But go ahead, that's cool. Okay.
1: So then we, went, uh, we did that, and then uh, from there, uh, her mom was never really in the picture. Uh, you know, she was kind of popping in and out. She was hanging out with this guy that, you know, really wasn't too good of news. Uh, he's a convicted felon. Um, I'll get to some more of that later in the story. Right. Uh, but what had happened was uh, the house that we were living in, um, it, was gonna, it was going up for sale. You know, we were just renting from the owner. And you know we were still trying to figure out if it was something that we were we were going to buy. You know we knew it was for sale, but it hadn't quite hit the market. So her mom's boyfriend found out that it was going to be up for for sale, and uh, his or so her boyfriend's mom ended up buying the house from underneath of us, knowing that we just had you know a, a five or six month old baby. So we were pretty much homeless for a second. Mom yeah. was nowhere to be. So we were, you know, and we didn't have to go live out on the streets, thank God. You know, my parents were were able to come in. Um, you know, we had a dog, so it's kind of hard to find a, a spot to live. So right, right. we were searching and searching, and God, I think that we were we were out of that house in three days. Like we were we were really milking that last month just to make sure that we had a place to live. Right? Couldn't find things, so we were able to move in in with my parents for a little bit. Um, stayed there for about a year, and. It was somewhere, somewhere in that time that we found out that we were pregnant with the second one. Um, you know, so as soon as as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, you know, now I really got to put my my head down to the grindstone and, and let's make something happen. Um, and now, during all this, I will be completely honest. Um, I've always struggled with uh, with an alcohol addiction and a drug addiction, um, albeit high functioning. Um, you know, we were both drinking pretty heavily, um, you know, both you know participating in all that right. um, But you know once we um uh, I did I did end up finding a finding a place out in palisades again, a um, little bit smaller of an apartment, um, not as not as nice of a, a neighborhood, but I mean, we're talking we're talking this town's pretty much like Aston where like you know even the crappy part's still all right <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, so we lived there for a little bit, um, you know. And my my oldest daughter, she she took her first steps in that house, and you know, I just remember I just remember baby mama moving, uh, you know, everything into the house, and it was clear across town. So I, what I do is I would uh, i drive to work every day, and I would take a load of our stuff out to the apartment every day, unpack it, and then you know, lather rinse repeat. Do some do some more on the on the weekend, and then when she came. Um, you know, when she actually moved into the house, once we got a bed and stuff there, uh-huh. um, our our oldest wasn't even walking around that time, but she, she was crawling like crazy. So uh, she was able to unpack most of the house and you know give us a home. So I'm I'm pretty grateful for that still to this day. Um, but then you know, second one, second one came, and it was again scary. Uh, you know, and I was still, you know, dealing with some of the same issues that I was dealing with, but still trying to do my best and, and keep food on the table. And, I mean, we always had everything taken care of. And, you know, from then, her, her mom still wasn't, wasn't in the picture, wasn't getting a lot of support. And then uh, she ended up working at, uh, at the distillery, and I ended up getting a job at a, a recreational cannabis dispensary um and i mean that was that was really good money it was something that i was uh, at the time a huge proponent for and you know it was yeah. it was an industry that i respected mm-hmm. and so you know i'd worked there for for about two or three years um and then she was working at the distillery um you know so there was a there was a lot of drinking still a lot of uh, a lot of smoking weed
0: uh, but still making sure the kids are taken care of yeah, I mean, I never I never down Hey, man I smoke a weed man is you know, we voted for it uh, If you go in and sat down and talk to somebody if you were having problems They'd give you some Zoloft or something that they couldn't pronounce any words to you take something that grows exactly from the ground And you can watch the entire process and do it yourself and it has to heal so many ailments no, the problem is you don't want to. You don't want to factor out paper. They don't want to factor out plastic. They don't want They don't want hempcrete in the business. They don't want they, the white coats. Don't want to lose out on the money. So I don't want to demonize damn weed here. You know what I mean? That's that's my go-to for all my problems when it. i I'm, I'm I'm good in the. I'm I'm heavy into God too. But smoking man like kept me mellow through. A lot, nine hundred fifty days to be exact. You know what I mean. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just didn't want you feeling bad about weed, man. Fuck that. You oh, know. No. no,
1: worries, man. <laughs> no so, um, so yeah, there was there was that, and you know, we we started to to fall apart. Um, you know, from that something happened. You know, we lost interest. We were getting too stressed. I was getting you know super super bad anxiety. Uh, you know, I was working through the, uh, the start of the pandemic. Um, and, man, for working in a weed store, we had some of the most rudest customers.
0: Right, yeah, everybody and was I, so
1: angry at that time, yeah. We would work 12-hour shifts. So it was 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., and that was our 12-hour day. And we're, we're wearing these masks and this hot stuffy place, dealing with irate customers all right. day, and it was starting naturally, you know, my, my drinking went up, it hurt. You know, her use went up and we were at a point, too, that she was able to work when I wasn't working and I was able to work when she wasn't working. So it was a lot of, like, you know, kiddo passing off. Right. And I think that that kind of did take a toll on our relationship. Um, and that's kind of when things were, were starting to go south. Um, you know, meanwhile, I'm, I'm still dealing with my, my own problems. Um, you know my own addiction issue, mm-hmm. and so I, I tried to get tried to get clean, tried to get sober. Um, you know, gave up gave up alcohol, made it for a for a couple a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, what had happened was her mom decided to come back in the picture. Um, you know, she's kind of bouncing in and out, and you know, she offered to take the kiddos for for a week, and so that she and I could work on work on a uh, relationship. You know, and kind of get get some fresh feelings or something um you know and that was that was pretty cool um i was not too keen on the idea just because i there was a lot of other issues still with her her mom and and her mom's boyfriend that i did not like but she was super i was like okay i gotta respect that you know it's just a week let's work on us let's take this for what it is Mm -hmm. uh I made, it, I made it nearly a month clean and sober, um, and I mean, my, my alcohol habit and my, my drug habit had gotten pretty bad, um, so from there, um, you know, kids were up with, with their grandma on her side for, for about a week, week and a half, um, you know, and she was able to get in some more hours at work, uh, had a couple date nights, and... You know, we were able to, to stack up a little bit of money, especially with me not, not not drinking. I was able to mm-hmm. save some money there. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she had uh, she had went to go um get she had go she had went to ride with a family member up to across the mountains to go get the uh, the kiddos. Right. And I worked that week; otherwise, I would have went with her. And. Our, the job that we were at was super, super uh, strict on their, on their attendance issues. You know, three tardies and you're out or whatever kind of thing. Right. Uh, and, you know, I, I had some issues showing up late to work, but I always performed and uh, did well. But, you know, they were super strict, and I'd been there for about three years. But uh, as soon as as, soon as she left to go get the kids, the following day that she was gone, I overslept through my alarm. And I don't know if it was because, you know, I was like, okay, cool. You know, everything's kind of falling into place. Everything's good. I can get rest. Right. And I straight up <laughs> slept through my alarm. Right. Um, went to work, and it was from there that I lost my job. First time I had ever been fired from a job in my life. That's so a here I am. That's
0: adversity. That's okay. That's all right.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, but so here I am, and... I uh, I turned back to the bottle. Uh, so I had a pretty bad pretty bad relapse at that point in time. Uh, you know, she and she came home uh, without the kids, and she knew that you know I did have a relapse, and and she thought that I got all drunk and got fired from work for being drunk, and which was not the case. Right, <laughs> right. Party. Uh, and. You know, she basically told me that she needed me to go to rehab or something, and I said, you know, I don't, I don't think rehab's going to work um, during this whole COVID outbreak. Um, but I will do what I can to make this right. You know, I was like, mm. I fucked up. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, you know, so I, I checked myself into a mental hospital for about five days, um, and it was kind of like a detox unit and whatnot. Um, so I got the proper care, lots of counseling. Um, all that good stuff and from there our relationship fell a little bit more um, she didn't even call me while I was in there you know I was worried about the kids I was worried about her Here I am like finally feeling feelings being you know clean and sober for even 48 hours I was starting to feel things that I had suppressed for so long right I got out and she came back over the mountains um, and didn't didn't have the kids with her told me that she was going to be staying up there over the mountains uh, for the rest of the summer. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not okay with that. Here's, here's my plan. You know, I'm going to stay with my parents. I'm going to maintain my sobriety. Um, I got set up with the, the mental hospital to do an intensive outpatient program, mm-hmm. which is basic um, 8 to 12 hours of group therapy, uh, solo therapy, psychologist visits, uh, medication management, all that good stuff. So I was like, I'm going to do this. Um, I'm going to attend the, the fellowship of Narcotics Anonymous. I'm going to hit 90 meetings in 90 days. Um, and, you know, I've got enough money saved up that you guys can basically have all my savings. Uh, you guys have enough. And I got, got the whole budget set out. I was like, you got your food. You got electricity. You got, uh, you, know, you got rent for the next three months. I was like, let me just stay with my parents. You guys can stay here at the house. You know all be well and you know she just didn't didn't want to stay there so on top of everything I then had to move all of our stuff out of our house yeah and I go back in with my parents uh, from then is she didn't didn't want to see my kids didn't want me to see my kids I uh, didn't want to work out any sort of co-parenting issues or anything like that um, you know and I did arrange to make a trip up there and it was from there that, you know, we kind of officially had the breakup. Um, and that was around June, midway through June or so. And so, you know, I told her, I was like, hey, you know, right now I, I really need some, some different support. Um, you know, I, I still super care about you, but I'm not in the right headspace to have this. Um, you know, I really need to work on myself so that I can be the best person, the best father that I can be. Um, you know, I was like, I know that I've done wrong. I was like but I need your support meanwhile she's she's pushing for this entire half month oh you need to go to rehab oh you need to do this and she was like you need to uh, attend alcohol anonymous instead of narcotics anonymous and I'm like oh my gosh just let me do something I'm staying sober so you know I was like okay I just had to to cut that script I was like I need to focus on myself I need to focus on my Mm -hmm. recovery so in the long I can be a good father um you know, we were we were pretty cool for about a week, and she she understood. You know, and she was like, "Sorry, I wasn't being the support that you needed. Let me know if, I, if you need anything." And, and it was from there that you know I had asked her. I was like, "You know, can I can I have the kiddos for you know a weekend here and there?" And she was like, "No, but you can come up here and, and stay here." And, and she's living with her parents or with her mom and her mom's boyfriend, who I'm not too fond of. This guy, he's uh, he's made death threats against me. Uh, for going to a, a Christmas party because uh, there was some sexual abuse uh, to baby mama from her her stepdad that she opened up to me. and the only thing was is that I said, okay, you know, I'm not gonna push you to report anything, but he's not allowed around my kids. Wow. And so here I was looking like the bad guy because I was keeping her stepdad away and finally she ended up reporting it. so it came out in this huge convoluted mess that, that I knew about everything and didn't tell anybody and you know, so I was the piece of shit for doing that. So not you know, the motherfucker
0: into, who did it, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I never got never got any respect for actually, you know, keeping keeping my family safe. I was just a bad guy because I didn't go kick his ass or whatever they were expecting. Right. So that's neither here nor there. Right, right, uh, right. So I mean I've got I've got a lot of issues. And her mom even blamed the abuse on her. And I'm like, and so I got no respect for her mom oh, or her yeah. mom's at this point. And I'm like, no, I am not going up there to see that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you, even the trip that I had made up there, you know, we met at her grandma's house, um, which is in a town about 10, 15 minutes away from where she lived. Uh, you know, it was going to be there because her parents weren't going to be there. And sure enough, do that show up and it was like an ambush. They were both there. So here I'm sitting and I've got 30 days of. Right at this point, I'm feeling right. kind of ease because I'm I'm like, I, I don't know how to operate completely just yet sober, but I'm still working on it. Right. So, you know, that, that kinda goes through. Um, and then, you know, I get I get the papers in the mail. And she is filing for, for allocation of parental responsibility. And that's that's when I like to say that shit got real. Uh, because I was, I was thinking about doing the same thing to kind of save my ass, But as a father, I didn't, I didn't know that I could. I didn't know that I had the grounds to file parental responsibility for myself. You know, and I was kind of beating myself up and saying, you know, I was the one with the problem. I did this and I did this. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Really, both parties were guilty. I was one that got help, and she basically pulled some parental kidnapping on me. And so, you know, that that whole thing went. You know still refusal to even work out any sort of like co-parenting plans. Uh, no, no sort of visitation schedule. At one point, you know, I was calling the girls every day at, at around ten thirty in the morning. Um, you know, it seemed like a good time for, for both of us. And uh, rarely ever would she actually pick up, and then I'd get like a phone call an hour later. And finally, she's like, "We got to get. We got to have a time that's actually set." And I was like, well, I, I thought we did. You know, I call every day at 10.30. Isn't that, like, setting the time? Right, right. <laughs> and you know, that went for a while. And then um, we were having uh, some, some video conversations, too, with me and my girls. And and that never, you know, that was always pretty good. But it still wasn't the same. You know, I miss my yeah. kid dearly. Yeah. She was, She never wanted to make the effort to even come back to our hometown, you know, where the girls were born and raised she was so just convinced that she was going to stay up there um so she filed she filed the papers in uh in Welk county uh, i live in mesa county and the i was able to get the uh, change of venue filed myself so i moved the case back here myself right um without and so that was good i was going through making my motions submitting the parenting plan um, her and I got to go to, uh, mediation, of course, you know, that's part of the whole, you know, parental response, uh, parental allocation thing, you know, we all gotta do mediation.
0: Stupid and fucking mediation, man, that shit is oh, so dumb, man. Not,
1: I, yeah, no, you'll be, you'll be relieved to hear this, on I'm, I'm not sure if I'm the only one that's had this, I'm sure there's others, but... Yeah, tell me, I'll
0: let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: we go through mediation, you know, and it's typically four hours or whatever we're going through we're getting everything and she's like right off that supervised visitation and I'm like no way you know I've I've kept my promises I never hurt those kids I never beat them never touched them I was like this is not this is not a place that I'm going to go to to some place for supervised visitation I was like I did not deserve this and so she kept on going and she was like I want 12 weeks and I was like, no, I want no weeks of supervised visitation. And she's like, okay, six. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you two. So I finally gave in um, on the two because they were going to be able to make, like, one of them a, a Zoom call supervised visitation. And I was yeah. like, cool, whatever. I'll, I'll knock one out, make her happy. Um, and then it was going to be, you know, basically three different phases. Uh, so that was going to be the first phase. And, and the second phase was that I drive up to, <clears throat> I drive four hours up there and spend the day with them from, like, noon to 5. So at noon, I hang out at their house until 5, and I go home. And then after that phase, it was going to be I show up there at noon, take them around, you know, go to the park, go to Chuck and Cheese, go to Dave & Buster's, whatever, and have them back at 5. And then I go and pick them up, take them, have them for a weekend, and then bring them back. And then we move into the parenting plan, as the phase 4. So that was all fine and dandy, and I was like, okay, cool, this is basically, I just wanted to shut up and, and not not fight it any worse because at that point I was done fighting or so I fine. Um, later, I, I then you know filled out filled out the parenting plan and got her a copy submitted, got me a copy submitted. And it was everything that we discussed. Um, I've got everything still in recording. I've got everything still recorded on text but it was pretty much everything that we discussed to a T I think that I might have missed like a, a Christmas or a Thanksgiving on an even year and she wanted odd years just stupid stupid crap right. and here I was just trying to fill it out as quick as I could while still maintaining you know, fairness right. uh, well, know so you, you know she's like well nope I'm going to file my own and so meanwhile we have to go to the status conference and then nothing because we didn't have a mediation agreement, we didn't sign, or we didn't sign or pay for the uh, the writ of memorandum. I think is what it's called in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So uh, fellas, yeah, any anybody taking anything from this, make sure you pay the forty or fifty bucks to have that drafted. of if you finish mediation on that session or not, just just put up the money for it. It's going to save you a lot of heartache. Now yeah,
0: what's that? What's that called again? What's that called again, Spence?
1: Uh, the, the writ of Memorandum.
0: Okay, so Colorado hey. listeners, that's the writ of the Miranda. Yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, definitely we, pay that forty bucks. Save you. I, we don't have that here. I'm at Michigan, but man, if you hear that, man, fill that out. Sounds like you save yourself some trouble. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. Yeah. See <laughs> uh, so
1: yeah, out from there. You know, it was it was still just, just a hassle, man. I was just trying to see my kids, trying to put in, like, you know, temporary orders, um, doing all this uh, nothing, you know, trying to go up and visit. And, you know, I had everything all set up. I went, and, and because I, I was then working, uh, I did get some of the, the stimulus relief. Um, so I was able to buy a bigger and better car that was going to be able to let me go over the mountains. Uh, I got the kiddos a couple new car seats, right. a bunch of new, new toys. Um, you know i kind of balled out for the kids a little bit and uh you know planned a trip to go up there and see them and you know we were going to have a blast around the denver area and then she she decided to to cancel that trip and this is like the third trip that she had canceled at this point point. and it was then that she was like um you know me and my lawyer submitted temporary orders that i'd like you to review uh before you make a trip and then when i got those temporary orders in it was nothing but bullshit. It was just that, you know, it was basically giving her temporary, like, parenting shit. Like, all the shit that she was already doing right, was just temporary orders. And I'm like, and I was like, I had to explain to her. I was like, okay, that's great. Um, you just put in a motion. Like, these are not court orders. Like, the court has to order yeah. them before they are held. The yeah, kids like, are still not. Right, still this, is,
0: like this is your idea. We already agreed to some shit. Yeah. And I'm and <laughs>
1: like, yeah, there's no orders in place, like, you can't tell me, I can't see my kids, mm-hmm. um, I was like, you, you kidnapped the kids, I just want to see my kids, before the court date, and so, still fighting, and I was like, hold up, so she ended up getting a lawyer, and I was prepared, you know, not to get a lawyer on it, I didn't think that I needed one, mm-hmm. I didn't think that she was going to get one, you know, I thought that she was going to be smarter, and maybe use you know, five, ten grand on the kids'
0: college fund or something. Right. No. So, you know, go ahead. No, I was. I'm just. I'm. I'm literally. I'm just. I'm listening to your story, bro. Like you said, that last part you said there was just like the money we're spending on this shit and energy we're spending on this shit is taken from the kids, bro, on both sides. Yep. Either of us are, pay- are got free lawyers, man. We're paying for the shit. If we both pay a yep. lawyer to come in here, we both spend all the time and energy and effort could be given to them. No one's losing but them, but everyone swears it's about them. But yet, the systems, at least in my state, are set up, and they're probably in your state as well, for your, you, it to just be a dragged out process where even if you're in the right, you know what I mean? It's, they don't want to hear it, man. It's a process to keep the money shit flowing. But yeah, go ahead. My bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it was at that point that I'm like, okay, okay, I can, I can fight this. I don't, I don't need a lawyer. So I kept on going, um, and I made it to. So it was a, it was at that point that I needed to you know kind of do a lot of research on, on parental alienation and fathers' rights and and all that. And I mean, I learned I learned that she was doing a lot worse to me than what I thought. that There was a lot more going on. And, oh, yeah. What, yeah. The fact that he was keeping the kids and not letting me see them or not letting me take them.
0: Yeah.
1: Or yeah. basically making it to where I could not eat. Because as soon as I could have gone and picked up those kids, I could have kept them until the court date. And I could have I turned the book on her. Yeah. And, I mean, she knew that. And that's why she's not letting me see them unless it is on her terms at her house where she is living and so it's it's super messed up but you know that's that's where we're at so then um, you know I I did end up uh, buckling down and and getting a lawyer and it really it really killed me know, because here I was still still saving up money so I can move out of my parents house and you know give me and the girls a a fresh home nice start you know and I, I had a bunch of money saved up and I was ready to move out and show the court you know hey you know I'm not even living with my parents I've got my own place. I've maintained my sobriety. You know, I'm doing all this good stuff. Um, right. You know, and I'm I'm, t- I'm taking drug tests every month. Right. Uh, Random, voluntarily. Like it's all on me. And all of them, every single one of them, tested completely negative, including cannabis.
0: Well, I am extremely proud of you, man. I ex- am extremely <laughs> proud of you, man. I'm really, really proud of you, man. I met a um. Hey, man. I met a uh. When I first I got I detailed cars and I. I, I I you I shoot the camera, so listen. When I first started detailing in one of these businesses, right before the last job I had, right before I started to do my own shit, I um I met this guy, man. He had just got out, bro he was a heroin addict, you know what I'm saying? And he he had just came home. The only thing that saved his life, he said, was going that little stint to jail. And he was petrified because you know here he is, this frail dude you know, you know, he ain't, you know, he he he's a white guy, you know, it's a lot of, like, you know, it wasn't known, I'm not racist at all, I'm both racist, bro, so I don't, you know what I'm saying, but I'm just saying, I am just throwing it out there, you know what I mean, he just wasn't, like, he wasn't no fighter, you know what I'm saying, he was like, I'm like, damn, so, like, you know, but, but, like, folks would kind of be on edge with him, because he just came home, you know, and, and they know about heroin, you know what I'm saying, they know what it do, and, um... Like fucking, I I didn't see him like that, man. Me and him prayed before before work all the time. You know, we talked about it. Now, bro. This dude is like, he's a recovery coach. He helps people. He helps with, uh, like, I see him on there all the time with other addicts and shit. He's helping, and he's helping people. And they're not addicts no more. Now they clean, and they regular, and with us. You know what I'm saying? Ain't about addicts shit. Everybody addicts. Some people addicted to coffee, addicted to fucking drinking pop or soda. I know we from different regions. Uh, Fucking addicted to fucking, you know what I mean? It's just so many, it's so many addictions out there, man. You know what I mean? So it's like, bro, I, I'm so proud to hear, man, how clean you have been, bro, and, and and how much, bro, and, and I know God got you, man. I hear it in your heart, bro, how much you love your kids. I know that's the God in you. You know what I mean? Like, bro, you a leader, I can tell. I think some of the things you were saying right away, the video camera, that was a brave move. The fucking distillery, the, the dispensary, those were brave moves, bro. And I know they'll all come together at one point to do huge things. You know what I mean? But it's like, Shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I ain't mean to interrupt you, bro. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Good,
1: yeah, man. I appreciate it. Um, yes, I ended up getting, getting my lawyer, um, and, you know, right off the bat, five, five sacks. And <laughs> so, I mean, that that crushed me, but I'm like, okay, at least I got a little bit of hope now. Now I got somebody batting for me, Um, and honestly, it did take, it, it gave me some relief, you know, right. to know that I, I had somebody else in my corner, in my direct corner. Mm. Um, that kind of helped me through, helped me through the process, um, and, you know, she's, she was super reasonable, too. She was able to help set up a bit of a payment plan, um, you know, that was that was pretty helpful, and then, of course, staying with my parents, you know, the financials are, are doing all right, um, you know, and I've been working at a, a really cool job that I really enjoy. Uh, we're doing landscaping now, so get to install all the, all the new landscapes in some of these high-dollar homes, get right. to drive around. Big skits here and all that fun stuff. So <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Some jobs, but I, um, I digress on that. But um, you know, so I'm, I'm back to you know making some making some money. Um, you know, still doing all that, still fighting to see my kids. Um, and you know, it's it's just it's something that you know she'll always try to put me down. And, and with this alienation thing now, it was like you know we're coming into into my birthday, like I mentioned, we got Thanksgiving. This week, uh, we got Christmas next month. Um, I'll be celebrating uh, six months of sobriety on uh, Sunday. You know, so I asked her. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, um, you know, can I, can I have the girls for, uh, you know, Christmas or Thanksgiving? And I was like, or my birthday. And she's like, well, you can come up here and see them here. Or if you wanted to set up a supervised visitation, uh, we could probably make that happen. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. Okay. So so I can go up there to celebrate my birthday on a Tuesday when I work on Wednesday, and I'm working on Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. and you want me to be up there by four. It's a four-hour drive. So I'm going to have to miss out on work and maybe miss out on work the next day. I was like, no, that's not going to work. I was like, so how about how about I celebrate Thanksgiving, my birthday, and six months since Friday that weekend? I was like, I'll wrap it all into one. And she's like, well, you can supervise visitation. And so, wow. and she doesn't want uh, to bring it back to, to Junction. And she's pushing for these supervised visitations. Meanwhile, I've proved my sobriety. I've got, you know, coming up on six months, I've got six UAs that, that test pretty pretty deep. Uh, they, even, they even do an ETG test uh, that tests for alcohol consumption within like a week.
0: No nah, bro, no, no, no. You ain't drinking bro. You you good right now. You ain't drinking, bro. You good. No, nah, I no, nah, I'm I'm listening to you, bro. You're not drinking. I'm wondering like you I all I'm thinking at this point is you say you y'all used to drink together sometimes, huh? Yeah. Maybe the other party ain't all the way good. You know what I mean? You should probably when you yep. get there, maybe be asking that them same things be seen out the other party. You know what I mean? Yep. Now that I'm thinking clear took me a minute, you know what I mean, but now that I'm clear, we was getting fucked up together, hit her shit and see if she good, you know what I mean, but no, man, at any rate, bro, there's, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how the story can start off with we were pregnant. And then go to uh, and go to a motherfucker just saying no, you can't see him. No, you can't be a dad anymore, man. I we have not talked any but what thirty seven minutes here we've been talking, and I want to say this. I don't know that much about you, but I get I can pick up from what I can pick up, and I can hear just in the, the things you're saying, the small things you're saying, how you refer to your kids, the, the way your voice changes, you get to talk about them just for a split second, even in a hectic moment. Bro, you want to be with your kids every morning. You want to lay them down. You want to see them. You want to walk past their room, see them sleep, playing with their toys. You want to teach them things every day. You don't want to miss no days with your baby girls. None. You know what I mean? So it's like fucking a week when you got a bag on your hands and knees. You're pleading, "Leave! Just let me wrap everything up." All. That's bullshit, bro. That doesn't make sense to me. Not it's not it's, it's it doesn't make sense. It's not right. Why 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 do people do that to people? Is why I be thinking. You know what I mean? It's hurtful that folks do that. You know, like I could see if you didn't need me for this one particular thing. You know what I mean? But no yep. no no balls, no babies. That's it. Yep. I understand that. God created you to be the vessel, to hold it down for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Holding not a good minute, an appreciated minute, too. Nine months of a yep. minute. And and, 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 and I, 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 I'm the type of father, I wanted my kids to hear classical music in the womb. You know what I mean? That's the type of shit I was like, damn, <laughs> this shit is serious. We need to, you know what I mean? Like, I was like dialed in. But then when I realized the other party wasn't nowhere even remotely close to that kind of shit, I'm like, fuck, I'm in trouble. You know what I mean? Yep. But like, to hear your energy, man, it just hurts to know. Like, bro, you know, them days when you woke up and they wasn't around, bro. You know, when you fucking, you know, the trip that had to get canceled multiple times. And like, what about the other fucking two times that got canceled and shit? Like, damn. You know what I mean? Why you got to go through that when, when when, you want only the best? All you want is to be an elite father. You know what I mean? It's like, and if, you, if she want to talk to and fuck with whoever she want to fuck with, Good for you. But why can't I be a dad in the meantime? That's what's just confusing. Like, why? You know, like, bro, you got to share. It It came from my balls. You got to share. They look like me. You know what I mean? They act like me. They move like me. They need me. You know what I mean? That shit is just, that shit is, I'm sorry you got to go through that, bro. My shit, I, so how, what's the longest amount of time you have gone without seeing your babies, bro? Uh, You know,
1: today will be the longest day. Tomorrow will be even longer. Oh I I
0: have since June. Since June? So you gotta okay, so it's a couple months. Okay, well listen, man. Okay, well listen. I've been on this exact same journey you're on right now and I've been standing right here in your exact same shoes. And um you watch any sports, man?
1: Not really, no.
0: (laughs) Okay, well listen. You're you're in Denver, you guys have the Broncos and in your lifetime the Broncos have won. They've been sweet before. And they're just a good franchise, all in all. But you look at franchises like the Detroit Lions, where we lose. Like I've been alive and I watch every game. I love football, but yeah. they've never won a playoff game. Only since 1992. I was two, bro. You know what I mean? That was the last time they won a fucking playoff game. So it's like you can. The, I heard someone say the other day they related this shit to being a Lions fan. He say. Uh, if you fucking, like, uh, captives at war, you know what I mean? Like, when you when there's a prisoner at war, the best way to get through it is to not think tomorrow it's over. You know what I'm saying? Just to kind of just get through it kind of with a null mind and spirit. Almost like being a Lions fan. You know what I mean? Like, you can't watch... I can't watch tomorrow when they come on like, Oh, they need this one even though they're playing the sorry team. Because, bro, even if they win three, four, five games straight... They're not gonna win a playoff game, bro. You know what I'm saying I'd love them too. I watch it, thing, I'm gonna be there. You know what I mean? But it's like they won't. So I got to kind of keep... They won't win a Super Bowl. Fuck a playoff game. The the ultimate goal is the Super Bowl, you know? They won't win a yeah. Super Bowl. So it's like I got to kind of watch and keep it in perspective. But listen, bro, I went 950 days, man, without seeing my kids, bro. You know what I mean? I was getting calls and texts about a person talking about killing my kids, killing my mom, killing my sister. I'm the plaintiff in my case right now, but I've been the defendant before, but I'm the plaintiff right now. Um, and, um... The defendant has a warrant. The defendant, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, e- red flags everywhere. No mom should talk about raping or killing her kids at any point during motherhood. I don't give a fuck what's going on. No reason at any point. Let alone multiple instances. But yet and still, I was 950 days. You know what I'm saying? So, it was a little more tormenting because I didn't know about the safety of my children. Not tormenting than yours. I'm just saying, like... Just tormenting in general. It's already tormenting not seeing your kids, but to be super worried about their safety and also for sure, for a fact, know, okay, they're with their mom. Versus, okay, they're with their mom who cut their fuck, tried to cut my daughter out of the stomach with a fucking glass. You know what I mean? Who tried to, you know, multiple cut shit on her arm. Just... Crazy shit. Try to strangle herself. You know what I'm saying? Try to, You know what I mean? Like, yeah, took 17 yeah. sleeping pills. Those kind of people, bro, probably shouldn't be alone with kids. She left my kid at home one time and walked to go get wine. My daughter was eight months old, bro. Left her at home, bro, to go get wine. Like she was, like the kid was 17, bro. You feel me? And that's who they left my kid with for 950 days. Around who God knows who. You know what I mean? We're talking, my kids was in Detroit the whole time. It could have been anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 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 but, 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 bro, what you got to do is you just got to, what you got to do is, man, what you got to do is just stay extremely faithful, man, and keep strong and don't, don't panic. You know what I mean? Get your evidence in order. Get, get your ducks in a line. You know what I mean? If you're the better parent, you should really stand back for a second here, bro, and ask yourself, are you the better parent? Because you may be, and you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to be begging and pleading on your hands and knees if you're the better parent. Why? Because you got balls? That's not right. Those things produce things, bro. You know what I mean? Why, why Why should you have to be the bad guy? You know what I mean? You may be the better parent. You may be. You know what I mean? Oh, even if. It's not a fucking about who's the better parent. It's about fucking you should get 50% of what's yours. Why? Why you got to put up thousands of dollars worth of what you're saving? You're saving money, bro. Why should you have to come out of your money to go fight for what's yours? How about this motherfucker come up with some of her own money and go in there and explain why you shouldn't get half of what's already yours? You know what I mean? How about if you leave with my kid for a week when it's my week and you know them things came out of my balls, you get the same, you're facing the same felony I'm fucking facing. That's the type of time I'm on. You know what I mean? Because... That's, you know, but we won't get there, though. You know, we will. There's a chance we can, but we have to raise awareness about it. You know what I'm saying? Right now, we're arguing about race. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right now, we're arguing about shit that, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if a motherfucker, who he vote for or what, what color he is or what any of that. When we meet and we meet toe-to-toe at a gas station and at a store, we need respect. We need to love each other, bro. If somebody's false. Throw your hand up. Don't try to pick them up. I mean, it's corona season. Maybe hit it with some hand sanitizer after. But, bro, we we need to be there for each other. You know what I mean? I think you're doing a good thing today. But, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I just be – I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, so, you know, and it's it's been tough. I mean, that kind of brings us to, uh, to today. And, you know, I everything kind of fell into place. You know, when you reached out to me um, – you know, that, that board's been kind of a saving grace, you know, kind of a good sounding board. I like the fact that it's all neutral, and you know, everybody's kind of got each other's backs. Um, but yeah, you know, today actually, we're talking probably an hour ago, shortly before you called. Um, I had my, my nightly, you know, video chat with the girls, uh, and you know, I I go up and I, I set up in my in my mom's office. You know, it's just me. I got the webcam going. Um, we do Zoom. I get the Zoom recording all recorded and that's been a godsend right um you know, i was talking to talking to my girls you know meanwhile me and, me and baby mama were talking about you know visitation and i gave her a list of people that could supervise the visitation and we're talking anywhere from preschool teachers to people that have worked in the department of colorado health and human services in the uh special uh mental clinics, um, you know, like super high qualified people. And she's all asking me about like qualifications of of the supervisor and I'm like, What oh, are you
0: yeah. looking for? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: like and I think you might have saw that one where I was like, Do you want a man or a woman? or Do you want virtual? Like what are
0: yeah, you looking no, for? I I I just saw I saw one I saw I read one. I read the first I saw the first picture, I was like <clears throat> When I saw the first picture I, <clears throat> I looked at it I'm sorry, I told you, I'm vaping over here, I'm sorry man, I'm not trying to be a bad example on you, I swear, I promise, I am not, do not lead, do not take my lead, or my example, plus, also, this is, uh, Day's Salted Apple Vape, so it's nothing like that, it's just a regular vape, I'm just taking super big inhales, um, uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought there with the vapes, what was I saying, uh, Spence?
1: Uh, you we were talking about the first text that you saw this first text screenshot
0: oh, I saw that I saw I saw I saw you say one thing I saw w- the response, and I was just like I, I I don't even know if I read all of what you had said. I just saw the response and I could see the manipulation and I could see just off of one off of one bro. The feeling I, you know, I, I've been dealing with this for a while, you know what I'm saying? So when I see somebody saying something like that, where it looks like everything you had said, or it was like per lawyer, you were like, this is per my lawyer or something. And I was just like, damn. Yeah. So somebody took something and doctored it with their lawyer, sent it, and then the person responded, have your lawyer look at it. That looks like something I'm going through. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. not the same thing, but it looks like something, you know, like it, it, it lets me know, oh, that's parental alienation for sure. This guy's hurting like me. You know what I mean? You never got a, yep. a couple pictures, you know? And, and, and it means something, man. It means something, bro, because these days hurt, bro. So, yeah, go. So, um, okay, so, um, so it's been since June. Uh, so, you, you, we pretty much caught up a little bit on your case here. We're pretty much, uh, you brought your case up to date. Um, I want to talk about, um, you know, you, you, I know, uh, Something that you said you were like every other time. I every other day is another day longer. You know what I mean. So when is your next court date?
1: Our next court date's not until uh, not until January twenty fifth.
0: Not until January twenty fifth. And the per- other person is just deciding not to go with the other orders that were there.
1: What well, there's there's literally no zero orders in place. Okay.
0: Right now. Okay. Okay. It was what was in mediation. That's how you got. Okay. 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 Okay.
1: Yeah. So, okay. so everything's up to me until until uh, the final orders. Okay. Um, and it, so with all this COVID shit, dude, and this this shit affects everybody, especially going through the, the fucking court. So the COVID shit, we had some, we had the hearing for the temporary orders. Yeah. That like okay, cool. So you know, here's so we have the the fucking court date to set a date for the temporary orders or some shit. And they weren't able to get that in until, like, January 20th right. for the actual orders. So, basically, I, you know, I just agreed with them. I was like, you know what? Screw the temporary orders. Um, we'll just have everything on the 25th. You know, what's five more days at this point? You know, I'm not going to have fucking right. temporary orders five days and, and right. be, you know, waiting around myself right. up.
0: Well, I want to I share this with you, man. I, uh, uh, you know, like I said, person was talking about killing my kids. They, they fucking did it all the way up. This this is the se- September of last year. Now, this has all been going on since 2016, but we'll take it to September of last year. I hadn't seen them for the 900 days, and the person was well, a little under 900 at that point. But the person was, uh, you know, calling random people and telling them she was going to kill my kid, texting them texting them, I'm sorry, texting them, fucking retired. you know what they're gonna do, screenshot it, send it over, one of them, yep. cause you're sending them to random people who I don't even really know like that, like you're sending them to people like, I've only had two conversations with ever in my life, I don't know them, you know what I mean, but you do that to enough people and someone's gonna call the services on you, <laughs> and sure enough, so they call back, blah, 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 you know, um, And I go, you know, they're like, hey, man, you know, the lady, she even threatens me to the CPS worker. The CPS worker's like, oh, you got yourself some trouble here. You need to go right up there and file for emergency custody right now. So I did it with my lawyer, who I already had on deck because I know the system is not shit. I've been in there before with no lawyer. Both of us had a lawyer. The two The judge said, "Oh, you go. You guys both have, don't have a lawyer." And they all looked around the room. It, the courtroom was clear. Nobody else behind us. Just me and the just me and the, the uh, defendant at this time. Uh, fucking just standing there, and no one has a lawyer. And they all looking at each other, and they give each other that silent like, you know, no one says anything. But they all look at each other like, "Yeah, <laughs> idiots." You know what I mean? And I'm like, "Oh, it was that moment." I was like, "I'll never be back in front of y'all again." without somebody that ain't going to let you, you know what I'm saying, let that happen. So that's how it came about. But anyways, bro, listen, that was September, okay? That was October 13th, I put in my, bro, It's last time I did a number check, it was 380 days since that, since October 13th of 19. I don't have a trial no. date. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a trial date. All of that no. 380 days, this defendant has had a warrant, bro. Nothing. They've done nothing. They let her walk out. Nothing. They do nothing. I have had to take my kid to the hospital with injuries. She's reporting getting hit with belts. My kids is little as hell, but I don't need to be hit with belts, man. I I tell my daughter, you catch her doing something wrong, and you tell her, and you catch her, and you tell her she was lying, she'll get to crying. Because she's sensitive, but you don't need to hit her with a fucking belt, bro. She's coming over here with marks. You know, marks on her and shit from belts, but you don't got to fucking hit her with a belt. I understand culture and black and white, but bro, I'm both of them. You understand and my mom did she, she 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 punished she she didn't hit me with belts but she'll fuck me up but she didn't hit me with belts and my pops though I came from a black family where we did get hit with belts you know what I mean he wasn't around but if he was you I saw so I got it but my baby mom might may be black but bro she never she never she never came from the culture of getting whoopings and shit she didn't come from that so to be hitting on my kids is beyond me you know what I mean? But it just goes to show, like, bro, a hundred, uh, a 380 day spent 380 days. I'm still sitting here. I know I can see the end in sight trial um, is in December here. But what, what about the 380 fucking days? What if my kids would have got killed in that 380 days? Then what? You know what I mean? You got all the evidence. It's sitting on your fucking desk. What's going on? You know what I mean? Like that, man. So it's just like. Why do they need all that time to just give you your time? Like what and then when you get there, no one says, Hey, how how how's it been for you? You know what I mean? Or hey, you've been sober as fuck. I'm proud of you, even though she isn't. You know what I mean? It's 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 so it's so crazy to me, but I just man, I'm extremely proud of you, bro, because there's dads out here killing themselves over this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. There's dads out here killing themselves over this, man. And for, you know, for for you to fucking turn the ship around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody just... Yeah. There's, no, there's never a reason to not, not, not to think that you're so overwhelmed with where you are. You can't turn the car around and get back going the right way. You know what I mean? The last words my grandfather ever said to me, bro, before he died was, press pause. He said, hit stop and press rewind. You know what I mean? I was like, w- what? What are you talking about, grandpa? This is the last thing he ever said to me, bro. Never seen him again. He died in Flint, bro. You know, they got the water. They had the water shit, man, when he... The water, lead water speeds up fucking cardiovascular problems. So that's how that went. You can't you can't escape it. You gotta take showers. You gotta you know what I'm saying. So so that was the last thing I ever said to him for real, bro. But um he said to me. But what he was saying was he was he was telling me get closer to God. You feel me? Just press stop and press rewind. He was talking about a cassette tape. You know what I mean? Fucking. Yep. Sometimes it's never too late to do that, bro. You can get, start getting in your word at any point. You can start going the right way at any point. So, really quick here, man. What are some ways, uh, what, what were some ways that you've been doing, what are some ways, because you're still in it, that you've been coping with not seeing your babies? I know it hurts like a motherfucker. What, what are some ways you've been coping with it?
1: Man, I, I'll tell you, Like first off, the, the main thing is having having my side of the family you know they've been they've been all supportive in in my sobriety and my recovery journey. Um, I owe a ton out to my to the Narcotics Anonymous community. I mean they are everywhere. Um, you know I've gone and I visited my sister down in her little college town, and I was able to find a meeting there. And you know it's it's a fellowship. You know, and we've we've all got a god of our understanding that we can all relate to, and you know we can all share our stories, experience strength and hope. And you know that's that's what we got to do. You know, I think that as as males, you know, we just get like all this. I oh, just deal with it. And it's like we got feelings, too. Yeah, know? yeah. You know,
0: yeah.
1: Getting talking about it. You know, talking to you on this on this podcast. I mean, that's that's super cool. I was honored that you hit me up. Oh I was, yeah. I was. So... <laughs> but you know, um, I I do owe it a lot to the, the narcotics anonymous meetings. Um, you know, just just having a place to to voice it and I mean honestly for me having having something neutral you know having like that third party kind of thing that you can talk to and just be like even though you feel like you're crazy being able to talk to somebody and get it out you know you're able to understand it yourself they're able to help you understand it a little bit more oh yeah and also you can empathize toward them I mean that's, that's been helping um you know I've been staying super super active I mean, because I'm not seeing my kids, so what, what else am I going to do? I'm not going to let myself go get fat. So, you know, I started working out. Ah, um, good to hear. Um, you know, I've, I'm honestly down uh, about 65 pounds.
0: You you shrunk uh, 65 pounds?
1: Yes, sir. I was topping out at 300 pounds at the end of May. and No, I'm uh,
0: no, no. Don't you lie to me, Spencer. You were 300 pounds this May? Yep. Yep. I'll send you some photos. Let's go. That's what I'm trying to think. I was a heavyweight wrestler, bro. Yeah, I was a heavyweight wrestler and I was a uh I was offensive lineman. I was fat too, man. I loved being fat though. I didn't have anything against it. I liked it. I just I just I couldn't be fat and play ball anymore. If I wanted to keep doing what I was doing, I had to lose. And then I just, I kind of fell in love with, man, understanding and respecting and being healthy. You know what I mean? Like, we got to be here forever, bro. But there's still things I do wrong. I still love 7-Up Cake. I still love, you know what I mean? I still like chips and shit when they around. I still like, you know, I still like shit. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's a battle. But it's a process, too.
1: Yeah, you know, and so I mean, going going through recovery, I mean, it's got its own set of set of challenges, you know. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not drinking, so I mean, I had to I had to fix you know that kind of that kind of you know physical addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I've been drinking a lot of water. I was able to cut out a lot of sugar in my diet.
0: Right.
1: Um, I, when I was in the mental hospital too, um, I learned a lot about some really good foods that were you know good for mental health and clarity. And you know their main thing was you know treat treat food like fuel like don't don't get all your enjoyment from food you know it's okay to you know splurge and you know have have some seven up cake or you know have a have a candy bar here and there like yeah. it's okay to enjoy food but don't make a don't make a habit out of it so you know yeah. I, I do I do try to make healthy choices when I eat and I'm excited to pass it on to my daughters too mm-hmm. uh, you know so. Being, being a lot healthier being a lot more active in my job uh, you know I'm just ultimately feeling better about myself um, so that confidence boost really helps too um, you know with kind of kind of dealing with everything you know it's like I look at the situation and I'm like damn like, you know I don't see my kids and that really sucks and then You know, for a four-year-old and a three-year-old to to tell me, "Daddy doesn't have a big belly anymore" on a video chat—I mean, that made me feel good. Right. Like that, notice that I'm healthier. And they, I mean, they don't know what that means to be healthy like that. But you know, knowing that that Dad's not, you know, crazy obese anymore is—and they were able to see that over a video. You know, so I mean, it's—it's really you got to look for the silver linings. Where you got them, um, and you gotta, you gotta have support. And I would say to any of the dads that are, you know, um, addicted or had substance abuse issues or even alcohol issues, hit up those meetings. You know, worst case, worst thing that's gonna come out of it is you're gonna have a few more friends. Oh yeah. So um, yeah. you know, with those meetings, um, I've been, I've been getting a, a card signed with all the, the, dates that I go to, mm-hmm. and then I have some that meetings sign the card. Um, and so if the court's going to look at that, and they're going to be like, okay, cool. You know, he's actually, you know, putting his putting his nose to the grindstone and and making this happen. You know, he is committed to his his sobriety and, and being clean. You know, it's in that way, and that's the only thing, and that's the other thing I got to remind myself every day too, especially with me because I am a person that does have addictive tendencies. I I like to party. And I just can't do it with <laughs> with drugs and alcohol because I take it too far. Mm-hmm. And I you know, myself that, you know, regardless of anything that I've done in the past, the only thing that she has a bad card on me, because I was a great father during the I'm still a great father. Yeah. But during the time that I had my kids, you know, the only thing that I had against me was my sobriety. So as long as I keep my sobriety, I'm good. She can't say shit about anything else.
0: <laughs> hey. That's- Hey, you want to hear the most oh, beautiful thing in the entire world, bro? If that's the only thing out there is that, is that you was drinking. You know, I was a badass kid, man. When I got to the first time I walked in court, my, my baby mom was there to talk about he was a criminal. He's this. He's that. This was stuff I'm 13 years old, bro. I have spent the last 15 years, bro, like, changing people's lives and trying to do get them to do the right thing. You ain't here talking about something I did. You know what I mean? But, like, bro, sobriety, bro, is that, that, that's, the, you know what I'm saying? It's not drinking and driving. It's not uh this. It's not a that. I I've I've listen to a lot of stories. I listening to a lot of people. Like it's like, and then but 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 then there's two man. I had a good mil a good friend of mine, man. I've known since I was younger, man. High school a teammate of mine, and he he went to the military. He's done everything right, and and he's in this situation with us too. So it, it it doesn't matter like if you did this or did that or did this. It's never an okay thing to take a person's kid, and there's never a good enough reason to take someone's kid and take take that from them. You know what I mean, like. The courts, like, they seem to have a hard time finding any reason to separate a mom from her kid. But, like, when it comes to a dad, it's just like, hey, covet's tough. Covet's tough? I could give a fuck. Get to work. You know what I mean? Like, dog, get going. Like, I, I get going. I need to see my kids, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's crazy, man. I, I'm, I, that is That is just, that is absolutely remarkable, though, man. I am... Yeah, I am extremely proud of you, though, man, Spencer, bro. I am, uh, cause, cause, cause. Another thing, too, man. I, 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 I listen. I take. I listen to. You know, I, I'm, I'm taking in everything you're saying. But it's like Nick. You know what I'm saying? My man's. I was talking about with the hair on, Like, dog for real. It's like. It's over. You know what I mean? It's like, you have set down the old man and picked up the new. Like, God is really in you, bro. He's in your spirit, bro. He's like there. You know what I mean? He's really, I, I, before when I had said it, I was just talking about, like, how you lit up, your spirit lit up when they talked about the kids, you were saying kiddos, when you ride in the car. Every time you mentioned your kids, it was like breath of fresh air in your, just for that split second. But now I'm just talking about just the overall what has happened. You know what I'm saying? Like. He was drinking and and partying. And fucking, you, you you don't want to do that anymore. You want to be a parent. And to go to these meetings and get clean is one thing, okay? But what you've done is something remarkable. You understand? You dropped 65 pounds. Was it 65 or 67? It's 65. <laughs> Dog, you dropped 65 pounds. In the matter of, what's that? June, July, uh, August, September. Four fucking months, five months, six, five and a half months, you dropped 65 pounds. That's powerful, Spencer, man. That's that's everything. You got. All you need to do is keep doing what you're doing, and you'll be an entirely different person. You already are a new person on the outside. 65 pounds is a lot of weight. You know what I mean? There's some people who can't do anything with 65-pound dumbbells. You know what I mean? So, shit, that's a lot of weight, dude. You're you, you in good shape. But but it's remarkable to me because it's like you wake up, you know you said your daughter sees it, you get to go, you look in the mirror every day, you have to go buy new clothes, which I'm sure is a pain in the ass, but it's a good problem to have, by the way. Don't spend too much money on whatever size you clothes you're at right now, because if you keep doing what you're doing, you're gonna have to buy more clothes again anyways. You know what I mean? But don't let that be an excuse to stop, man. You know what I mean? Now I probably yeah. I probably like I, I I'm thick. I got a thick build naturally I'm like I've never no matter what I do I can't be I can I'm thick as fuck I can't like but I'm not fat but like you know, my core is just going to be thick, and this is where I'm going to be, and I've mastered maintaining 200 pounds. I've mastered it. I get to 207, I step on the scale. I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. Watch this. And then in two days, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait a day, but that next morning, I'm on the scale, and I'm at least at 202. If not, I'm under. You know what I mean? Because I'll fucking go, I'll go nuts to the floor for fucking two days, just ride the bike fucking four times, go for a run, fucking drink water. You know what I mean? But I'm yeah. proud of you, bro. Cause I, there's, there's, I, I, you know, one more thing I wanted to say too. I have a good friend, Manny. He, he was, he was, he was getting ready to be what, 700 pounds or something like that. This dude was oh, getting shit. ready. He was getting ready to die. He was getting ready to die, and he was gonna get the surgery, but he was too big. Just he wanted to go down to Houston and do the thing you see on TV. So he was too big. So he started swimming. This guy is. Uh, what, is he under 300? He's, th- he's uh, I think he's he's in the two club right now. He did this all in two years swimming 100 laps. He he ran into a brick wall because of COVID, closed the gym. He swam 100 laps a day and shredded all that weight. And I saw him fat and I saw him skinny. I've seen, you know i have seen I've learned who he is, found out we had mutual friends, stuff like that. But, bro, I'm so proud of you, man. The weight loss. When you go to court this next time, you know what I mean? When you go to court this next time, don't have to go. Oh, you know, I heard you talking about the EKGs all the way down to the last week. Listen, I'm gonna let the paper do the fucking talking, and you can just feast your eyes on me, motherfucker. Cause I did all the work. Look at my body. Look at me. I, you don't even know me. It's a whole new me. So you know I'm not lying. Look at me. You know I know you. I don't know what you looked like in May, but I bet you since you've been clean, you haven't been dehydrating yourself with the booze. Your skin probably better. Everything probably better. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah,
0: for sure. So proud of you, bro. I'm so proud of you, man. And when you wake up every day and when you walk past that fucking mirror, I need you to have exact same energy about yourself, bro, because you are an elite dad and you don't deserve to be treated like this, bro. And the amount of work that you put in, bro, I can tell who you are, bro, bro, based off of... What you just did in the short amount of time. Some people got corona, bro. Since corona hit, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been training and shit. I've been training. I, ain't, I have been training, but, 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 and I picked up some good habits. Don't get me wrong, but I bet you there's people that have been fucking doing nothing. They've been at their house just sitting there. I've been hearing a lot about the quarantine fifteen, this, that, and the third. You haven't had that problem. I haven't had it, but you what? haven't had it for sure. You actually stopped your life and went the other way. Man, and I think that's so powerful for the listeners to hear because this is a natural conversation. I never talked to Spencer before eight o'clock my time today. Never, never, never. We had a couple quick exchanges on the book, and that was it. But today, I just learned. Like, look, I didn't wasn't expect. I knew nothing about Spencer's story. I just see how someone was treating him, and I wanted to hear about it. I knew it was important, but here I am hearing about how Spencer is going through all of this. And he but the most important part was when you come in and you get to give me a whole new angle. You were being open and honest about your drinking. I found that to be so unique. I was like, I wonder how this is gonna go. Cause this was just in Corona. You know what I mean? I'm like, I wonder how this gonna turn out. You know what I mean? Cause this is just when Corona, this is just recently. This just happened. Yep. And and, and the reason why you was talking about it past tense is because man, that Spencer, he's gone, bro. <laughs> That's why he was talking about it in past tense. I was trying to think. I'm like, damn, he talking about. That's why Spencer, that Spencer gone. This is a new Spencer, brand new Spencer. He's down sixty five. He's hungry, and he wants his children back. He doesn't. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to have to wait. You know what I'm saying? Man, I am pulling for you so much, man. I I swear, by him. Man, I am so proud of you, bro. It do not even make any sense, man. I can't wait for the listeners to get a chance to hear this and hear your story and hear what you went through. So listen, man, this is what I would like to um, would like to know. Uh, so when you go to court, what are you going to be aiming to get? Like, what are you, are you? Are you aiming for
1: 50-50? Yeah, yeah. Right now I'm, I'm aiming for 50-50. Uh, we're doing really good in my job. Um, I'm looking looking at getting some advancements, hopefully. Um, so ideally, being a landscaper, um, I'm going to go hard in the hard in the summer, and we're starting to slow right. We're starting to slow down right now. Um, so what I'm what I'm really pushing for is for me to have the have the kiddos during the school year, um, and then you know they can spend summer with, with their mom. You know that way they can have three months. And what I was what I was really hoping for was you know have it completely open you know if mom wants to come down and hang out during a weekend or whatever that's cool you know if I want to go up there a weekend in the summer you know and go up to, to you know, water world or whatever if it opens you know that's cool too hey. um, but yeah I'm really wanting them here for for school um, you know I'm I'm a pretty smart person pretty good at the whole school things I'm really hoping that I can pass that on to the the kids hopefully they can have a, a college or at least a, a good you know post post-secondary uh school experience you know i'm right. not I'm not right. going to go to harvard or anything but you know i want them to do something with their lives
0: yeah man Oh, no, uh, yeah i hear you
1: so i i think that i can i can instill you know those those good values in school and, and be that be that person to kind of help them out through all their their school stuff and you know i, I really hope that even now, you know, we're fighting like cats and dogs, I hope that we can get to a point that that we're able to, to co-parent, you know, super and, and pretty flawlessly, but, you know, right now, it's it's hell, um, but, you know, I've, I've learned a, a ton of different skills between all my, all my counseling and stuff on, on acceptance and tolerance and, you know, basically just how to be a, a better human in general, so I mm-hmm. hope that I can I can apply that and we can make a a good relationship with with no bitter feelings, you know, ultimately for the kids is what I'm hoping for.
0: Man, I think that's, I think that's, that, um, that's going to be, man, I think, I think like, I believe, man, that's, that's definitely in your future, man, but. Man, it hurts to know what you got to go through now. And I just want you to keep a clear mind and keep... You know what I'm saying? Styles not going to be pessimistic, bro. You know what I mean? But just, like, you know, leave it open for the lion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. keep... Yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? Fucking, you know, be prepared for, but hey man, also never, also keep an open mind. You're a whole new man when you, when you go back to court, you're a whole new man right now, bro. A sober one. You know what I'm saying? I heard you saying things about like learning how to be new, new, you know, learning to be a whole, you a whole new person, bro. So that person doesn't even really know you anymore when you think about it. You know what I mean? Cause you had to learn you for a second. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> for real man so that shit is just that shit is that shit is that shit is powerful man I'm so so excited One more question I did have that I just wanted to get on record here man what advice um would you have uh for a young father man that may just be starting to go through this I know me and you we are literally we're in it but it's just a type tip of the icebergs our kids are literally what a year apart a piece Um, so it's like, uh, my kids too. I got two kids. They're, 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 um, my son's getting ready to be four and my daughter's five. So it's like, we both have young kids. So this could go on. This could be a journey for us. You know what I mean? This could be an absolute journey. Now, my dream is I would like to see somewhere in between. Um, but in it before, before my time is here on earth, I would really like to see, Uh, 50-50 each state adopted and respected, not just adopted, but respected. There are states like Florida that have 50-50 custody that their citizens voted for, but yet I've had two callers from Florida who are going through the same thing I'm going through in what's a known mother state. You know what I mean? That doesn't make sense to me. If they voted for 50-50, then why are fathers in that state still getting treated the exact same as they're being treated where... You know, it doesn't make sense to me. It's just like, but I would like, I would like, I think technology, these cell phones, the ability for you to say something like drive over the mountain. And I don't, I've never, I've never, I've never like, you know what I mean? My experience with a mountain or seeing mountains is like slim to none. I've seen some because I've traveled south. You know what I mean? So what, Kentucky, I think, has some mountains, but nothing serious. You know what I mean? So that's sweet to me, bro. That's dope. You know what I mean? That two people from two different walks of life can have something so in common and be able to talk about it and connect on it just with technology. I think it's so beautiful, bro. Um, But what what would you say to the young dads uh, coming up, going through this? Like, what would your advice be to them?
1: Well, you know, I I think I got a few and I'm sure that you can, you can probably back me up on me, but make sure that everything that you have is documented. Make sure that everything you say, you got a piece of paper that says that it's Mm -hmm. true. Um, You know, whether it, whether it be, like I said, my drug test, you know, I make sure and go down to a place. And I, I pay a couple extra bucks to get a, a bit better of a test and I have that result emailed to me, certified, lab certified, that I am clean. Um, you know, so if you're if you're dealing with some drug issues, make sure that you go get your, your drug test. If you say that you're sober and clean, make sure that you uh, make sure that you are, are sober and clean and that you can prove it. Um, You know, record everything, get everything you can recorded, phone calls. You know, there's a hundred different apps out there meant for co-parenting that that have access to cloud storage that you can record conversations via text, you can record the video, you can record the phone calls. Uh, Make sure you do all that. Uh, Don't hesitate to talk to somebody. You know, nine times out of ten, there is somebody that's going through the same shit that you are that... That may be a month ahead of you that is willing to share some some experience strength and hope that you may need to get you over that hump. Um, always stay stay hopeful stay faithful you know um, that's that's another piece of advice um, and there's there's another one too that you know it makes sure that you are also being the best person that you can you know don't don't spend all your time thinking on it because us as humans, like we're gonna, we're gonna think the worst situation. So you know, make sure that you know you can only go as fast as the court's gonna let you go, mm-hmm. and you can't be spending your time, you know, working yourself up. It's not gonna get you anywhere, you know. So set out a set out a bit of a time that you're like, okay, cool. You know, today I'm gonna work on A B C for for my court case. Tomorrow I'm gonna do D E F. And I'll have everything done by Friday, you know, but don't, don't slack on anything. Make sure that you get everything you need to get in, be familiar with what you can and can't do, know your rights and don't hesitate to participate in the, uh, call a lawyer night. Um, you know, that's always a, that's always a good thing. You know, there's numerous Facebook message boards out there that, you know, there's people that are willing that they want to take the time to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And let you know what your rights are, and if you can afford it, you know there's pro bono projects everywhere. But get yourself a lawyer. Um, You know, if if you go in there, you know it's it's great. More power to you. But that you are taking a super bad risk, and it pains me to say that. You know, because I've I've dropped a lot of money already on a on the lawyer. But um, you know, every everybody that I've talked to, they don't regret getting a lawyer. Um, That's for sure. and, and see if see if your lawyer's office can can work out a payment plan. And I mean, don't don't settle for the first one. You know, go through, have a take advantage of that that free consultation, and you know, look at their track record, and make sure that you know they are they are a father's rights attorney. Um, you know, make sure that they they know what they are talking about. You know, that you're not getting Joe Schmo insurance right. Slash right. family. <laughs> veterinary slash well, you know, like father's rights, um, and civil civil matters work Like that's that's all that she knows. Well, uh, I didn't mean to
0: cut
1: you off. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and, and check with the, the pro bono po- projects projects in, in your area. Um and, you know, see if they can work out a payment plan. A lot of times, you know, if you put half the retainer that they want down and then you know they can kind of work out a monthly payment with you. Um, I believe that you know they most lawyers they're all human, you know, and, and they they chose to be a father's rights lawyer because they feel for you, they know what you're going through, so they will make sure that they they can hi, that you can hire them on. So they're more than willing to uh, to make something work for you. So I've, that was something that scared me. I was like, shit, you know, I can't drop five ten grand right now out of pocket. Right. You know, they're like, we can work out a payment plan and, you know, if you can come up with, with half the retainer and then, you know, X amount per month, you know, I'll go ahead and sign on to your case. And I mean, that was a huge relief.
0: Right, right. Um, one more, one more, I know that was, that was the last question, but I, you know, your story, there's there's something that stands out. You beat, um, addiction and, um, alcoholism and, um shit, man, alcohol is what ruined the, the, I got alcoholics in my family, um, my children's mother, she, her, her, her her mom is alcoholic to this day, you know what I mean, like, serious alcoholic, so, so, alcohol and drugs, like, they're a real problem, so, um, like, you literally just whoop addiction's ass, like, You just left from it. You just beat its ass. Like, you're fresh from it. Like, you just got up. It's almost like Samson after he beat up, what was that, fucking, I forgot, turkey bone, jawbone hill or something in the Bible. You just whooped addiction's ass. You know what I mean? So, like, what um, advice would you have uh, for anyone struggling through addiction right now to get through it and get to the other side?
1: Yeah, you know, and and my problem was uh, i was coke meth, alcohol pretty much anything that i could get my hands on um and even for a while too you know weed was was a problem for me not not saying that it's addictive or a problem for everybody right no no like, i
0: understand i understand
1: yeah it was that was something for me so i knew that i just needed to to take off take a break from all of it um and my advice you know is is find yourself a fellowship you know, g- go to the Narcotics Anonymous, go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, you know, and and make sure that you were getting the the counseling has been a huge help for me as well as those meetings. Um, you know, basically having somebody to listen to. I mean, you don't you don't drink because you want to. You drink because you're trying to cover something up, or you, you're trying to work through something that you don't know how to work through. You know, it's it's not like you just wake up and yet like there's always something deeper behind it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, find finding my counselor and that was a huge help um, you know and and right now as it stands i have not had a single craving for any drink or drug and i mean i've been going through some shit that i'd be i'd be going through a 175 easily if i was going with it in my drink
0: today. <laughs> Right. Man, that that oh that 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 oh, man that shit makes me smile ear to ear, man. You know, cause that's like from the bottom of your heart, your soul is filled, man. That's God. He don't want you know what I'm saying. He wants your full attention, man. That shit is yep. just it, it. Really, it really, really, really. Cause he uses regular people, bro. He doesn't use. It, it's not. I mean, he uses everyone, but he wants the warriors, bro. The people who are getting ready to make a job on hill happen. You know what I mean, and that's something you did. And he uses people like us, bro, to to go out in the community. And you, he worked. The spirit works right through us. You know what I'm saying? And bro, that shit is so, 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 so powerful, man. So powerful. Well, listen, Spencer, I swear, I am so grateful to have you share that story and your experience, and um, just. Be brave enough, man, to just open up and let other fathers know and share your story to help. I'm gonna make sure I text you over the podcast if I haven't already. This way you can just go back and look at some of the other ones. Um uh, I didn't drop any of the season two episodes yet, but I still want you to get just get a chance to see how how it plays out or whatever. Um I um I, I want I, I don't want this to be our last interview, Spence, I really don't. I would like for you to call back more, man. Um We'll figure it out. We'll chop it up, but I want you know check in maybe after your court date or something like that. I just want to stay stay locked in, man. I want to keep keep talking about new experiences. See how much weight you lost. You know what I mean. I'll be checking on that regardless of podcast or not. You you can be assured of that. But um, but yeah, man. I, I want to lock in. I appreciate you calling, man. Um, I really really appreciate it, man. And. Uh, Man, make sure you stay prayed up and keep drinking a lot of water and staying healthy. Um, and to my listeners out there, uh, I think what we can learn a lot, we can all learn a lot from Spencer. I think what he showed is that um, there, each of these stories has been unique. Um, I think Spencer's has been extremely unique because... Uh, I didn't know anything he was getting ready to say, and he opened and showed you if you keep a positive energy. This person just told me he was doing every drug he could get his hands on in May, and right now he's clean as a whistle. You know what I mean? So it's like, and he's lost weight, and he's going to continue to... Be the exact same Spencer he was, you know what I mean? Who he was designed to be, you know, and who did it for him? Well, I'm ready to say it was God, but at the same time, I'd like to say it was these two little babies that he has to go and spend all this money and fight for tooth and nail, and the it's 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 a it's a forever going journey, bro. But I could tell by the way you whoop Addictions ass that you are a fighter, bro. So I'm I'm really not worried about this custody case for you because I know for a fact. Based off what you said, off of this addiction shit, bro, that that's that's gonna be that's gonna be uh uh that's gonna be not an easy fight. I will not say that at all. But it's a fight that you are designed you're gonna be able to fight. You know what I mean? Bro, I'm so proud of you. Thank you for your time you. and bro, please call me back anytime.
1: Appreciate it, JV. Thank you.
0: Hey, you're welcome. Talk to you next time. Good to see you, man. Goodbye. So, that was our uh, interview with Spencer. Um, Great episode. I think it just goes to show what can happen when you really persevere. Um, Again, to all our listeners, if you know somebody out there, um, I wasn't expecting that uh, to be such a powerful, powerful interview. But if you know somebody out there suffering from addiction, uh, it can be turned around fast. Um, God does things on his time, not on our time, not on their time. He does it on his time. Um, and if you know someone struggling with addiction, uh, please, man, copy the link, send them this link over, let them hear that podcast. Maybe just take the one link. Don't send my whole page cause they'll get lost in the scramble, but just send them that one, this one interview can help somebody. I know it for a fact cause he talked, he said, man, in May I was drunk, fucked up. Partying. Today, mid-November, I'm down 65 pounds, and that person is gone. You know what I'm saying? This isn't a game, man. This person wants to see his kids. This person's kids changed his life. He has nothing wrong with them at all. That's the only thing a person can say is that he drinks. You ask me, that man needs his kids. He needs all of them, and he needs back time. But, of course, they won't be asking me, but that's my opinion. Listen, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Again, I've been saying it at the end of every podcast. COVID is still real. I'm going to slap some sanitizer on my hands and rub them up right now. Please remember, sanitize your hands while you're out in public. Please wear your fucking mask. Don't touch door handles. Fucking wash your hands after you piss and shit. And... Don't touch keypads. You guys have a blessed day. Make sure you stay safe, and I appreciate you listening.